Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Faith, family, freedom, it all still matters here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. One of the things we talk about in general a lot is mental health, but one of the things we don't always get personal about is mental health because they are really difficult conversations. Hey, I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for staying with us. And a lot of times on on this show here, I look for academics who have written books and I look for people who have been in office and and I look for look for somebody who's got some kind of big Twitter following or something like that. But how about we talk some real life at this point for Man, many years now, one of my good friends uh, is a firefighter in Columbia, Danny Spry Jr., local community. Everybody knows him in the area for his work with charities and the fire department. And Danny, first of all, thanks for, thanks for being on the show. It's great to talk to you again, my friend. And you went public with a mental health diagnosis and PTSD. And, and then you guys go through such tough stuff. My dad was a firefighter. You knew that. Yep. And uh, in addition to being a pastor, he was a firefighter. And... Uh, there's a been a code for generations, man, that you just you just suck it up, you just deal with it and and you don't show any cracks in the armor, so to speak. So why did you decide it's time to to tell the public that uh, this is a real thing and and you're somebody who's dealing with it? Yes, well, first things first, old friend, thanks for having me on mike. it's it's a it's great to hear you back on the radio waves, and I appreciate your time being able to come on here and speak about mental health. Uh, especially my diagnosis and dealing with PTSD. 2016, I was diagnosed and I didn't know what to say. You know, I've been going and seeing a counselor through uh, what the city provides for us, uh, the employee assistance program. Gentleman I was seeing said, hey, you need to see this doctor. I've got five of them here. You know, um, are you comfortable with that? I'm like, well, yeah, something's going on. I just don't know what it is, you know, I'm, I'm tired, you know, I've got anxiety, I'm angry, I'm drinking, I'm, I'm just making bad decisions and uh, got me to the right doctor. So here we are in 2020 and, you know, now we've got all this COVID-19 going on, um, you know, social things going on in our country, you know, uh, racial issues. There's a conglomeration of things going on that are affecting people in their households. We've got to get the message out. You've got to open up, you know, and say, I've got something going on. I don't know what it is. You know, the stigma is, you know, we're too proud. We, we can't talk about this. And like you said, you know, we don't want any chinks in the armor. So here we are today. And I, I'm glad to answer any questions and talk about it. For many years, it seems like if somebody acknowledged that there was a mental health need, it was viewed as some kind of weakness. And that probably, uh, that probably kept a lot of people away from even uh, talking to somebody about help, much less going public and talking about it, because you've, you've heard in the mental health community for years about, you know, the stigma of talking about mental health. So hey. let, let's talk about that first. Why is that so important to talk about and put it in the public? Well, let's just be totally honest. When you have a common cold, what do you do? You, you treat it, right? Mm-hmm. You take care of it. You know, you start getting clue-like symptoms. You, you take care of it. Well, if you're not feeling right, you know, and something's not 
clicking mentally, you're losing sleep, you're angry, you find yourself out, you know, binge drinking, socially drinking more than what you usually are. There's something going on. Don't wait until it's too late because too many times, you know, we've seen our returning veterans that have been fighting overseas, you know, and veterans from the Vietnam War and, you know, wars past, you know, conflicts past that are coming home that have issues and we've, we've somehow let it slip through the cracks. Now, I'm no doctor or anything, but I've been out on the streets, you know, here locally since 95 as, as a, you know, first responder. And, you know, I, I've seen some unfortunate events because nobody talked about things. You know, that's, that's where we're at right now. Um, you know, I'm not a weak person by any means. You know, I used to hate taking tests. You know, the multiple choice test that we have to take certifications for, which city, you know, for the Missouri Division of Fire Safety. I'd always fail. And I'm not dumb by any means, but Mm -mm. guess what? I I had anxiety issues. And um, once I addressed it, seeing this doctor, man, it built a a confidence in me, you know. Yeah, and a lot of workplaces, public and private, have the employee assistance programs and a lot of insurance will cover those as well. So tell me about the first time you talked to a doctor or a counselor. Um, what's your mindset going into that? And what do people need to know? Because they may be scared. They may be uncomfortable. You know, maybe some of those people say, I don't like sharing personal stuff, especially with somebody I don't know. What do they need to know to, to get through that first step? We all have that best friend. You know, somebody that is there in our corner. You know, you talk to them. That's great. But having that outside, that third party, somebody you don't know and building a rapport with them, knowing that you can trust them and they're going to keep your information confidential. It can be scary. And I was a little bit intimidated at first. Well, so I get there and I talk to her. And when I walked into that meeting, I was white knuckling. I was just kind of anticipating. And then, you know, 15 minutes into it, I'm crying because I'm able to be me, you know, and not worry about, you know, even my best friend would think of me or, you know, um, my wife or my kids, you know. And let's be honest. I mean, um, we're talking about trying to encourage people who, who need some help or think they might need some help to get out there and do it. But let's let's not promise everybody it's going to be easy. No, it's, it's not going to be easy. I've got friends that have got things going on that stem back from, you know, if you will, high school, you know, and these are guys that are my age. You know, they just couldn't get past, you know, falling out of a job, a divorce, you know, and they just haven't been able to pick themselves back up. Um, Mike, you've known me for a while and followed, you know, some, some, you know, some of the things I've changed in my life is, you know, I, everybody's on social media, you know, and I, there was a point in time when I was so angry. I mean, if you look at my posts from 2016 up till now versus, you know, when all the social media started up to 2016 is completely different because, of the triggers. And I always tell my friends about triggers. What gets you? If it's politics, if it's a song, if it's a name, if it's alcohol, man, you got to shut that out. Yeah, if, that, if, that, if you see what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think that's part of the, the stigma and maybe the biggest stigma, especially for us guys. You know, I mean, Danny and I have known each other a long time. I mean, I was, I was part, of the, part of the group that walked you down to the cage when you did an MMA fight for charity. I mean, I was, I was yeah. one of those guys there. I mean, this is a tough guy right here. You're the all-American big tough guy, football coach, firefighter, everything. And there's a lot of people, I think, uh, who, 
who know that they probably need to do something, but they don't know how to get started. We've talked about that. We've told them it's, it's not going to be easy, but talk about that process a little bit. Uh, so, you know, you've started, you've got a rapport with uh, the counselor, the doctor, whoever it is. Um, a lot of people may say, I-, I don't want to admit that, whatever that is to somebody else. And it could be something that's nobody's fault. It could be something that maybe they regret in their life or, yeah. or something along those lines. And, and uh, how do you build up the, the strength to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to tackle this, this demon like head on with, with you. Um, I mean, you've seen some really bad stuff uh, just in the line of service over the years. And I know that that's had an impact. For me, it's, it's, it's letting other people know you're not alone. Get the process started. See if you have an EAP at the place you work. You know, you you are who you are, and the only person that's in control of you is you. It might help you, you know, to take a while and step away from the TV, step away and write things down. That was part of my process, too. I had to write down on a sheet of paper what pros and cons were in my life. And, oh, my, what an eye-opener, right? Man, be aware and don't be afraid. I'm nothing special. You know, I, I did a story. I, I, I came out and talked about my PTSD because it's about the diagnosis. It's about the condition. It's not about me. It's about us getting together and saying, I'm brave enough to do it. You are too. So let's face this battle head on. Danny, thanks. So, so thank you so much for uh, telling your story, man. I know it's going to help somebody. Well, even if it helps one, you know, that's, that's what really it boils down to. I know, um, it's been tough for a lot of folks. I mean, you take a look around you. I'm sure you got a handful of people you can name off. And I mean, Mike, you went through some things, you know, and it's, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, it's, 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 we all have, but it's how we deal with it. The resources available and having the courage to stand up and go, I need help. So um, I appreciate you having me on and, and uh, let me talk about this. Uh, great to have you back in the community as well, my friend. No, thank you, Danny. That is Danny Spry from the Columbia, Missouri Fire Department in a conversation I know that could not have been easy. Well, just ahead, we're going to go back to those big debates. Who is the philosopher young people are told to read the most in American colleges? Would you be surprised to learn one of them is Karl Marx? Also, have you heard about the 1619 Project? We're about to hear from the guy taking on them both in a battle of ideas and facts. It's on American Viewpoints. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave Dad, you're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council 